Here's the only sound that's tolerable when a migraine attack strikes. Nurtec ODT Remezepan 75 milligrams can provide migraine pain relief, which can help break the silence. Nurtec is the first and only medication proven to treat and prevent migraines in adults. Don't take if you're allergic to Nurtec. The most common side effects were nausea, stomach pain, and indigestion. For important safety prescribing and patient information, visit nurtec.com. Hold up. Why are you acting stupid now? Up, uh, Facebook, you were just there. All right, we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the sidelines. It's your boy Al. Seeing the place to be was good. What's up, Al? Oh, Sheriff here. What's up, everybody? Appreciate y'all rocking with us again on a lovely Monday. Welcome to Sideline Talk for show. Man, this we are literally one month away from the NFL draft. Night one of the NFL draft. We're one month out. And um, next week, next Monday, we'll be starting our annual IM series where, you know, the host will highlight certain um, players in the draft that we think will be a great fit in the NFL, will be studs in the NFL. And for, for those who have who are familiar with the IM series, who has been watching us for some time. Y'all know we kind of get this right. You know. You know, I'm humble, but. I mean, there's no such thing bit. as a humble bird. Yeah, I'm going to flex a little bit. When it comes to scouting and the draft, that's one thing, you know, we get right for sure. And like I said, next week we'll start that. Start the IM series. And we'll be. Discussing pass rushes in the draft and wide receivers in this upcoming 2021 NFL draft. So definitely tune into next week's show for that. It's going to be fun. You know, reach out to the home and roll and definitely need you to come through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I believe he said he'll he's available, but we'll double check and see if Roland get on. And like I say, like I say always, if anyone who's listening, anyone who's watching in our um, Facebook group, hashtag sideline talk, let me know if you want to join in on the Zoom, and you know, we can kick it around with you. But um, before we continue with the NFL, there's some moves over the weekend in the NBA. Mm-hmm. So, LaMarcus Aldridge. L.A. L.A. Texas alum. U.T. Great. 
Lamarcus Aldridge is now a Brooklyn Net. Mm-hmm. Whew. He joins Kevin Durant, James Harden, Kyrie Irving, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan. Whew. That's a squad. Yo. Joe Harris, Jeff Green. That's a squad. Steve Nash calling the game. Mike D'Antoni is the assistant. Wow. Loaded, loaded team. I ain't gonna say it's unfair, but the pretty that's a pretty that's a loaded squad. squad. That's a pretty dope squad. That's pretty much to lose at this point. Say it again. I said it's their championship to lose at this point. I wouldn't go that far. Nope. I'm putting all my cards to the table. Just push. I wouldn't go that far because... Just push. I want to say a day later, maybe a couple hours later. Well, officially it was a day later. Andre Drummond completes his buyout. Mm-hmm. And he becomes a Los Angeles Laker. Mm-hmm. We never got a chance to see the finals matchup in, uh, what was it, 2009? Kobe, LeBron, Lakers, Heat. We never got that. But in 21, can we get Brooklyn Lakers? I mean, we've seen New KD. York, LA, can we get that? We've seen KD LeBron. At this point, this that this would be round four. I mean, the players may have changed. That's expected the when they're the two best in the world. Right, but we never got the Kobe LeBron. They were the two best in the world. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's what that was like. I mean, we got Magic and uh, Bird. For Lord knows how many times. Was that like four, I want to say? That was a total of four. Magic 1-3-1. One, one. Hmm. And then... Will and Russell went at each other a bunch of times. Because there's only like eight teams in the league. So... <laughs> at this point, there's only two teams in the league. So... So we back to that. It's, it's Brooklyn. It's Brooklyn's to lose. Mm. Even though the Lakers are the the reigning champions, they got the championship experience, quote unquote. The other team do. They do with Kyrie and excuse me, Kyrie and um, Toya. KD. My bad. I couldn't think of his name. He ain't, play, he ain't played since Valentine's Day. Nigga, I forgot what his name was. All the sure, time. sure, Al. <laughs> sure you did. Sure you did, man. <laughs> but, uh, it's there's the news. All the cards are on the table. Here, here's your championship. This this ring is yours. Now let's see what you do with it. Can y'all bring it home? Mm-mm-mm. And B just hurt. Giannis don't have to help. The cards on the table. It's yours to run, run away with. 
I've been seeing the uh, the reaction from the fans and, <laughs> you know, the, all the funny videos. They do all of this just to be the 36-year-old man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they need all this help to be the 36-year-old man. All of this, uh, what is it? LeBron never had had to get that much help. Oh, all of this. Yeah, KD played with just as many all stars as LeBron has, but there's only one that gets prepared to the the ghost in twenty three. So he's gonna take all the criticism, rightfully so. If heavy is the head that wears the crown, you call yourself the king since you were seventeen years old. Have you as the head that wears that crown? Mm. So KD don't get goat discussions, and I don't understand why. Because KD is one of the greatest basketball players I've ever seen in my life. So I don't understand why he's not getting the same goat considerations as LeBron James. And you understand why? I don't understand why. You you, you understand why, Al? Because. He wasn't, well, I guess you could say he was self-proclaimed because he got the tattoo on the back. But the media deemed him that. Right. Ever since 13, forget 17, 13. Okay. He's been on the radar since 13. Mm Mm-hmm. And... If he's not the greatest of all time, he exceeded expectations greater than anyone mm-hmm. that we've seen thus far. Right. That's what I'll say. And I can agree with that. I mean, that's hands down. He exceeded what it should be. Yeah, he came in with um, high expectations and he exceeded all right. of them. Right. And like because of those expectations. Right, and because of those expectations and and how he surpassed it, you have no choice but to put him in those conversations. Yeah, you know, but he wears it's not he wears the number and all of that. But it's not LeBron's right. fault that he had those those comparisons. Like, no, no, no. here's it's, the thing: it's no fault. LeBron came in the league, you know, the, the chosen one, et cetera, et cetera, doing Jordan chalk toss. But he came in the league with a rival. Many people forget that he came in the league the same year as Carmelo when people were comparing those two as rivals. Nobody came in KD's class that you compared to KD, ever. I mean, he was second to Greg Oden, but Greg Oden wasn't healthy, one. And he never picked up the steam that KD had. So KD was able to basically skate by without... Comparison, and we always say comparison is the thief of joy. Yeah, but in 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 that sense, just going back off that particular statement about coming in with a rival, only reason why Melo and LeBron were rivals, it was relatively the same size. Right, <laughs> and then you know they had their high school battles. Kevin Durant is a unicorn. Yes. Ain't too many unicorns. Like, right, that's why he's a unicorn. That's what I'm saying. Durant. 
I agree with that. That's what I'm saying. There was no comparison to Kevin Durant. That was nothing that we've seen before. Or he's a one of one. There's nothing before or after that's similar to LeBron, the uh, KE. They saying Zion is like a bigger, heavier possible LeBron. Nah, that's lazy. In- inaccurate. But my, I, I don't see accuracy in it, but that's what people say. Like LeBron has always had that comparison, and when, it, like I said, by the time he surpassed the mellow, that comparison was Michael Jordan. And you know what they say about comparison? Comparison is the thief of joy. So, not having a comparison, not having a rival. KD has been able to do the same thing that LeBron did without LeBron-type criticism. See, but my thing, uh, in bringing up the whole topic, um, um, the jokes are funny to say you got to do all this to beat LeBron. All that is funny. And it's I mean, it's hilarious to me. Yeah, it's funny, but, it, you know, it's it's stupid. It's stupid, but, you know. I don't take it with a, with a grain of salt. Right. The one, that, the one that I think people are still looking at it wrong, the whole teaming up aspect. They're looking at it wrong. They're looking at it like, um, the whole, you know, LeBron never need this much help. KD need this much help. That much help. That, that all of that nonsense. I think that's wrong. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or the question of why KD don't get the same hate for what he's doing, what they're doing in Brooklyn, that LeBron got, you know, in Miami. And the reason I say people looking at it wrong is because LeBron was the first. You gotta, you know, you gotta be the first at something. You know what I mean? You got to take all those bullets to open the door for the next person. And it's not. And it's, and it's not But here's like, the thing. And I, I, I'll credit this to being young. KD shot out one of those bullets with his tweet that keeps haunting him about everybody want to join up with the Lakers and the Heat. What happened to everybody being competitive? And the first chance he get to get out of OKC, he not only joins... An all-star, he joins a 73-win team. A team that's already established, that's already been in the NBA Finals twice. He joins that team. So this keeps coming back to him. And now he's saying, I can't do anything without help. Which is true. Like I said, I'll choke up the first one to an experience. But you shot this bullet off first. Well, not first, but you were one of the ones shooting this bullet. Yeah, so you but, can't get mad if that same bullet returns to you. Right, yeah, but when you think about it, that was a dumb expletive tweet. That was stupid. Family even tweet that at the time. Because when he did it, who was on his team? Rush Harden. <laughs> El Blocker. Ibaka. Um I guess Randy I don't Jackson. get Canada and, and, and Adams mixed up. <laughs> one of them big Might white have been boys. Canada so I can't remember but they had like <laughs> like bro you had even though you were young you had a, a, a loaded smart. team right. so to me 
that tweet even back then didn't make sense. I'm talking about competing. Like, bro, you got... You know, we know what's on your roster. Right. Y'all the next. You Y'all the Orlando roster. Magic of this era, basically. Huh? So they were like the Orlando Magic of this era. You got all these expectations. Y'all just young. Y'all and get yeah. to the finals. Y'all just young. Sure. All right. <laughs> I'll give you that. So I, I thought it was a dumb tweet, but the fact that LeBron had to go through it, he had to be the first martyr to open the door to take, to change the way free agency is done to a degree. It's no longer... All right. To a degree, it's no longer that the big markets dictated. The players dictated, you know, where they're going. Mm-hmm. So, he opened that door up. He gave them the right to, you know, unashamedly do what they want to do and put their careers, take the careers in their own hands. The fans are going to talk regardless. Regardless. Like, think about it. We went, like, before that happened, before LeBron took those bullets, the conversation was, like, when it came to being great, how many championships you got? All right, if you ain't got no championships, you're not that great. Well, you're you're a tier below of the greatest of the greats, right? Mm -hmm. Because you ain't got no rings. And then you start mentioning people like Gary Payton as well. It's like, yeah, he got a ring, but it don't really count. You know what I mean? Because he had to go to Miami. He was washed a little bit. So so what do I got to do? Like, if, if I'm loyal to a situation and I'm building and I'm great and I'm great and I don't win no rings, then what? Yeah, the I mean, it's like you're kind of a slave to your legacy, basically. Exactly. <laughs> what you mean? Like, I can want to be in the best... I can want to do the Damian Lillard thing. And just be in a situation and, you know, be comfortable in the situation. But you're not going to be remembered as, as great as you could have been if you aren't on the championship team, basically. I posted something from um, the Kid Gawi, um YouTube channel. And he was talking about how I always talk about Lillard and Booker as being straight up dogs, but they not on teams that's winning the championships. Mm-hmm. And it's almost looked at like players can be nice, but if you ain't on that championship level, you're not going to get talked about. Like he was saying how people say Russell Westbrook is overrated because he don't have a championship. And, you know, look at his stats. Like, well, if you look at his stats, the dude's putting up numbers. But because it's not leading to a championship, it don't count. No, he's putting up numbers. <laughs> um, Who else would say one there? It was like, yo, this is what I've been saying about Booker and Lillard for the longest time. You could be an all-time great player without a championship. You can't be an all-time great team without championships. And I've always that. said that. But but the point the <laughs> point is... Let's take an all-time great. Let's take an all-time great. Gary Payton is an all-time great. Right. Gary Payton is an NBA champion. Right. Do you recognize that championship with the Heat? I mean, I do. He won a championship. 
Right. He wasn't the but starting point guard, but he, he wasn't in point the guard. prime of his career. It it meant more. It probably he'd have, have been talked about more right. amongst the top five guards. Because to this day, when people mention top five guards, he gets left out. He consistently gets left out. Oh, he's right. I mean? He's right there. But right, but you get what I'm saying, Dominique Wilkins. Dominique Wilkins was an absolute mismatch. Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. You can't go to Atlanta and not know who Dominique Wilkins is. Right. When you think of the top five small forwards, Dominique Wilkins constantly gets left out. I don't think he's in that conversation, but and it's not before lack of rings either. It's Have just that there are so many play? great basketball players for only five spots. Have you watched him play? Yes. No, you have. Ain't no way you watched him play and say he shouldn't be in that conversation. I don't think he's. I don't think he's that five. I just don't. It's just so many players at that position. It's only five, yo. I I get it. I get it. I get it. But if, but the point is, if guys like Kevin Durant would have never got a ring. You would, we would, it would always be an asterisk about uh, by his career. Kevin Durant would have been the greatest basketball player to never win a ring. Like that would have been like how people say Shaq is the most dominant player in NBA history. Like that's that tagline follows everywhere Shaq goes. That's the tagline that would have followed Kevin Durant, the greatest basketball player to never win a ring. That would have been his tagline. So he took Charles Barkley's spot. Yeah. I would say Carl, but. Right, you, must, whoever. You, you still get the point. It's like <laughs> so. It's like if I take, if I'm able to take my career, my legacy. If I can take my legacy mm-hmm. into my own hands, hey, right? And it's your legacy, though. Like I'm going to do <laughs> you it. You get the right to do that. It's your legacy, right? So, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. Like, some like you can't fire those same bullets at Kevin Durant as you did LeBron because LeBron was the first. He took them already. He opened the door. Only thing I'm saying is you can't fire those bullets at LeBron and then go do what LeBron did. But I've said again, I will chalk that up to immaturity. Yeah, because he ain't looking at his own team, like bro, like you loaded. <laughs> Talking about competing, they got together to compete with y'all. You think about the, just think about the teams when they got when they when they assembled. It was quite a few loaded teams. You had the loaded vets in uh in Boston. You had the mm-hmm. loaded Lakers. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this was 2010, right? When it happened. Yes. All right. we, I think we still had. Yeah, it was 2010. Oh, test at that point. Yeah. Okay. You had the Bulls. The Bulls were loaded. All right, they were just young. Yes, but they were loaded. Right. They was they, they was kicking people all over the place. Um, who else? San Antonio was consistent and loaded. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, 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 like we got. I mean, here's my it was, thing. He, I think everybody he, he said it. It was ill advised. He ain't thinking through. Like you said, he was being young and stupid, young and dumb. I think everybody kind of had that feeling that OKC was going to be the team once the Lakers stepped to his side. 
Once yeah. Kobe and the Lakers were done, OKC was going to be that team because they were oh, younger. Dallas, other team, Dallas was loaded at the time. Okay. They beat them. They beat Miami. Mm. You get what I'm saying? People will argue that. I, I'm not one of those people, but people will argue how loaded they were. I've seen those arguments. They, yeah. If people, the people who say that team wasn't loaded, are the same people who just look at the names on the roster. And say this player ain't a top ten guy. Or this player ain't a top ten guy. When I said that team was loaded, you had guys that can play, and on any given night, give you eighteen to twenty plus points. Mm-hmm. And the point guard that can give you a triple double at any time. Like they was loaded. People forgot Karan Butler was came from the Wizards on that team, averaging over twenty points a game. Mm-hmm. And he was on that team. He just so happened to get hurt. Mm-hmm. You had Butler, Jet, Dirk. Tyson Chandler was on that team as well. Defensive player of the year. Right. Like, come on. Jason <laughs> Kidd. Like, come on. It was stacked. Like I said, you ain't going to get the argument from me. I've just seen that argument yeah, a couple of times. It was super stacked. Like, man. But, again, you know how, like, you know how we all grew up with with a certain saying in the black household that I feel like in the social media era, we don't apply it. You know how we was raised? Think before you speak. Uh. Most people need to think before they post. Yeah. Everything is just reactionary. React, react, react. Wait, 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 wait. Let me analyze this. Let me stop and think. Before I actually speak, like that will that will cause you a whole lot of less headache and trouble. Just think, like slow down, bro. Think about what you' about to do. Yeah, it's wild, man. It's wild, but I'm excited. I hope we get this matchup. I hope we get the Brooklyn LA matchup. Um, to me, with those these two moves. It, it really kicked it really kicked the competition out because with Brooklyn I thought up until they got Blake Griffin I thought um, Philly if healthy mm-hmm. got a real chance of making it interesting <laughs> or mm-hmm. yeah Milwaukee got a decent chance to make it interesting but I didn't think nobody was going to beat Brooklyn healthy mm-hmm. in LA I thought maybe Utah. I started to lean that way. Started to lean like, all right, I'm not sleeping on the Clippers, especially with the move they got Rondo. I ain't sleeping there. But when you add another one, you had you had an Andre Drummond, and I don't know if people. I'm sure people don't get to watch Andre Drummond because he was in Cleveland and Detroit, but. In today's positionless basketball, Andre Drummond is a true big man with nimble feet. Who can he won't shut down one through five, but he can guard one through five. You know, and hold his own. Just like Anthony Davis, just like LeBron James. So adding another guy that can do that, 
That's tough. What's up, Sid? Sid, hi. Somebody's... Oh, Glenn, Glenn said, I don't think Chicago and Dallas was loaded like some of the teams. They... Just because the names aren't as big, the talent is big. Like, But I, I would agree. I would agree. Brooklyn is a super loaded team. Brooklyn is super loaded. They, a lot of coaches want to play, what, an eight-man, nine-man rotation? All right. And if you if you go through that that eight man rotation, Kyrie, James, KD, Blake, LA, DeAndre, um, Joe Harris, Jeff Green. That's mean. That's a mean eight. Where you can rotate it from one, like the the, the wings can play from three to play the three. Two, three, four. To be honest, like yo, that's that's a mean rotation. Yeah, that's that's super mean. How do you feel out when um the notion is if LeBron and the Lakers <laughs> beat Brooklyn, win the ring this year over Brooklyn, that whole goat conversation is dead. Well, let me preface it by saying this. The GOAT conversation, I'm never a part of unless I'm trolling. Because who I think is the GOAT is never part of that conversation. So it's not a conversation for me anyway. Oh, great. Right. So, when we're saying between Jordan and LeBron, I mean, we pretty much, if, if rings are the only argument. I'm sorry, go ahead. If rings are the only argument or the only thing that's stopping Jordan or Braun from being better than Jordan, what you're saying is Jordan had the better team than LeBron, basically. Because LeBron is bigger, faster, stronger, more points, rebounds, blocks, and assists, playoffs and regular season, and... I think he's one shot of MVP, which he could have gotten last year or this year. He's one shot of MVP. Whereas Kareem got six rings and six MVPs. You're one shot of that. And Kareem has more points, rebounds, blocks than Jordan. So it's like, it's an argument of something that I'm not trying to have anyway. Right. But if you're saying that it's a ring argument, then it goes down to teams. So sorry LeBron didn't have Phil Jackson and Jerry Krause building the team three years in <laughs> to his career. Yeah. And LeBron wasn't making the, the the playoffs under 500 for his first two seasons. Okay. I, that, okay. I get, I get what you're saying. I... I don't, I don't do the whole conversation because to me it's you know it's you know what you prefer. And it's, 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 that's your that's your personal opinion. Personal preference only. Yeah. Let me start it by saying this: personal preference only. Y'all can tell me in the comments, whatever. 
I'm a grown man. I'll I, I take the criticism. You will never, unless I'm deaf, dumb, drunk, and high, hear me say LeBron James is better than Kobe Bryant. You'll never hear me say it. <laughs> gotcha. I always look at it this way. Um, the GOAT, like I said, it's preference. The GOAT to me is Michael Jordan. The most accomplished basketball player ever is Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. The person who exceeded the hype, who lived up to expectations, is LeBron James. My favorite ever, Kobe Bryant. <laughs> so, it's, you get what I'm saying? Like it's, it's preference. It's all over the place. Glenn said Dallas was good and solid in every position. Chicago was built like Iverson Sixers. Played great defense and Rose get the buckets. Thibodeau, right? Kirk set everything else up. Thibodeau was there. I think I think he he he, he mixing up the uh, rosters a bit. Mm. That 2010, yeah, because LeBron left the summer of 2010. So he was there the 2010-2011 season. Right. 2009-2010 season. Right. You sure? You positive? I'm not. All right. Because I thought, I thought it was the 2010 going into 2011. I thought it was the summer of 2010. Because after, you know, the Lakers won the title in 2010, that's why, you know, the whole speech and whatever it was. I thought it was 08. No, you're right. It was 09-010. When the Lakers won. You're right. We lost our 08. Right. God damn it. So. <laughs> now I'm just, just brought up bad play. memories. All right. All right. All right. Kirk Heinrich <laughs> Rose. I think he's sleeping on that, on, that, on that squad. I mean, they were the number one seed in basketball. They were right. Like, they won 60-plus <laughs> games. Like, the them wasn't number one. And the re- the main reason, um, they lost that finals. Well, they, they lost it. He fought. Well, no. D-Rose did play the whole thing. He did play the whole thing. No. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, he got hurt. Right? He, he did hurt. Right. He tore up his knee against, yeah. I want to say the Sixers, if I'm not mistaken. Against the Sixers, yeah. But Rose was a superstar. Lou Ardang was the Austin. Joaquin Noah was the Austin. No, it was the Hawks. It was the Hawks. He blew it out. Lou Ardang against the Hawks. Yeah, you think about another year when he did against the Sixers. Yeah. Or whoever it was. Um, Boozer was an Austin. That's four All-Stars. That's loaded. Like... It's four all stars, but it's not like I said. It's this. I'm not comparing them, like saying they were as loaded as um, Brooklyn today because Brooklyn got three superstars. Mm-hmm. Nah, yeah, that's clearly I'm clearly not saying. I'm just saying at the time in 2010 when KD put that weird tweet out about competition, Chicago had a loaded team. Four All Stars. 
Boston was like towards the tail end, but they, you know, they was a, a loaded veteran team. The Lakers had all stars. You had at the time when the tweet happened, you had Bonham, Gasol, Kobe, Odom, Artes. Mm-hmm. That's five. You get what I'm saying? Like, like. Only reason I bring it up, Blake, because I'm like the tweet at the time when you know. Kenny's talking about competition, everybody wants team run, whatever, whatever. Just didn't make sense. Right. That, yeah, it, it was ill-advised. It was super ill-advised. Um, but, yeah, the whole the whole GOAT thing is just going to be it's subjective. Let, let them in, talk to they blue in the face. Yeah. And I'm just going to enjoy, enjoy the, uh, the comments. Yeah. Not it's to like mention, you know, that, that Chicago team also had Taj Gibson and Kyle Corver uh-huh. and John Lucas III and Ronnie Brewer was a hell of a defender. Yeah. But I remember Man, Brewer for that, Yo, that Chicago team was mean, you know. Yeah. They was mean. You won 62 um, games. Say it again? So they won 62 games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no one no fake about it. All right. Uh, what we got? What we got? What we got? Oh, free agency. Free. Last agency. week, we, we Sammy was in the building. Sammy was in the building. This week, Sammy's in the building. We're, we're Sammy's purple. in the building. <laughs> <laughs> we're purple on. Sammy's a raven. Althor Sammy was like thirty-five years old last <laughs> week. He was shocked to find out Sammy is 27. I was shocked to find out Andre Drummond was 27. I could have sworn that nigga was 32 at least. That's because that's because he looked 26 his first year at Kentucky, uh, at, at UConn. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold up, you ain't come out of high school, Slim. Ain't no way. Like, especially when he ain't smile. Mm-hmm. Like, yo, Andre Drummond, you ain't fresh out of high school. Yo. There's no <laughs> You see him in that little kid smile, like, oh, yeah, now I get it. <laughs> Now I get it. But Sammy's in the building. Getting ready to go to Miami with Lamar and them to work out. That's just what I, I got in my mind. I think I think coming here. Huh? I think they I think they're working out here. That would suck. I think so because what's the name already here? He been here for a minute training, um, Hollywood. Right. Um, well, Hollywood said he was going to do more team stuff because last year he trained by himself. Right. That's what, that's what I think they come in here. Like, Hollywood's here. Prochet just posted something about um, I see you in, in, in a few, Texas. Because he, he about to come back up here and mm-hmm. start start get the rolling. So, no, where yeah, are they I at? Think, they, they working out together. That's all. Right. And I think they all working out here. You know, and then you got you got Keith in town, Keith Williams, mm-hmm. T. Higgins. I, I think, yeah, they all working out here. It's going to be interesting. Um, I posted it a couple of days ago. Just for clarity, the only knock on Sammy Watkins is his inability to stay on the field. I think that's fairly accurate. That's accurate. Okay. I think it's very accurate. 
fairly accurate. And and the numbers were backing up. I think this year he only played this past season, I'm sorry, he only played ten games, I wanna say. Before that, the next few years might have been double digits. Might be like I mean, um single digits, might be like nine or eight or whatever. So and it's never like a super major injury. It's soft tissue stuff. Right. That you know, hamstrings, calf, toe, hip, little stuff like that that always you know keep them out a bit. So you know me, I'm a, I'm a, I'm the optimistic. Knock on wood. The Ravens staff, their training staff, has done an, an excellent job of keeping players on the field. Our, our top receiver played his entire rookie year at barely 160-plus pounds. And I think he only missed one game, I want to say. Yeah. Maybe two. Well, everybody Maybe. missed that one game. So, yes. Right. Everybody so, missed week you know 17. I mean? So, yeah, he missed one for injury. Right. So, that's 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 incredible to me. And then last year, outside of, like, a major tear, you know, season-end injury, wasn't too many injuries. You know, wasn't too many serious stuff. Like any stuff that was like minor, the guys pretty much was on the field. So, is it safe to say if Sammy Watkins plays his first full season since his rookie year, the Ravens got a hell of a steal? Depends on his production and, and how we use him. He's still got to okay. produce. And he's been the number three option getting single coverage a lot of the times from uh, from the slot. And his numbers are barely over 500. And he's playing 10 games, nine games. So you got to produce. But if you're not getting that many opportunities in this past game, I think production is around six, 700 yards. In this offense, if Sam can give me seven to eight hundred yards in his offense, I'll take it. Gotcha. Um, you said him being the third option, he wasn't that productive when he was on the field. Yeah, he wasn't that. Productive to me because of the numbers. Number wise, I mean they throw the ball around a lot. It's not like he's in a run system in Kansas City. They throwing the ball all around the yard. Yeah, but and he's getting one on one around. But he's he's a third option. To say he's to say he's a third option. It's not the same as saying 
he's the third option in Green Bay. It's not the same. The reason I say that is because you can double Tyreek Hill and he's still open. You can try to bracket Travis Kelsey and he still comes open. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That's just the way like their their talent is. Like like we said we mentioned last week how we all bigged up nationally how great Levante David played Travis Kelsey. But he still had eleven catches over 145 yards. You feel me? All right. So it's like these not like no regular people that he's the third option behind. Like I can see all right, if he was in Green Bay as the third option, that'd have been like, oh yeah, you really geeking. Because I, it's like Devontae Adams and then you know what I mean? Right. Like right. you the third option to main main read, but Aaron's fresh the ball over the field. He's going to spray yeah. that ball all over the field, regardless. He's not going to try to be the one to throw into a, a spot that um, Pat would try. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, yeah, I mean, gotcha. I can see that from that aspect. Right. So, like, that that's, like, to me, that's, that's a little, that could go either way. Um, I mean, I, I think he comes over to Baltimore and is instantly the number one. "Quote unquote," number one option. I mean, of course. I want to discuss that too. Of course, Um, Lamar has been working with Marquise Brown for two years, so that rapport is there, and he has Andrews. That rapport is there, but as far as, for lack of a better term, as far as name recognition, Sammy Watkins is the number one receiver nationally. Hmm. I get what you're saying. I, I get what you're saying. Um, said I agree. I think he's going to be fine here. I think he's going to be the whole 16. I think he's going to show out. I, I even agree. I think I heard Brandon Marshall mention this um, on some clip i seen on, on social media. He was saying, like, it's actually safe to say Sammy Watkins has yet to reach his full potential. Because of the injuries. And I'm like, dad, when you think about it, that's actually true. Because when you watch him, it's like, he's still fast. He's still, he's still explosive. Um, but outside of Buffalo, he was never asked to be the man again. He just adjusted to his, you know, to the role that was given. And it's just he couldn't stay on the field. So but I think it's a lot of a lot of talent left. A lot of t- le- a lot left in the tank for Sammy. So I, um, I could see him having. I'm gonna put no numbers on it, but a very productive season. Yeah. This whole notion about the Ravens need a number one wide receiver. Tell me what what does that mean? Like I don't understand. Tell help me understand what that means. See, people want Everybody number one wide receiver say, to say, fit. Can't say um, Hollywood's the number one option, but Watkins is, is number one receiver. All right, explain that to me. Explain what is the number one receiver. So I think people want so number one receiver coming? to fit a certain box 
over six dudes, over 180, almost 200, 220, in between that range. They want number one receiver to fit a certain box. Antonio Brown has shown you that after that box, he can he's the number one receiver. So Tyree Hill has shown you right after that box, I'm the number one receiver. So I think saying number one receiver, that's why I said to the national media, Samuel would be. But I think that term in and of itself is almost antiquated because there is no quote unquote number one receiver. The ball gets spread around a lot to so many different receivers. I think number one option is more like it. And as far as what Reed gets gets fed the ball, or is this a short dump ball or is this a you know, stretch the field? So you have options, but a number one receiver, I don't think it's a, a true definition for number one receiver. Okay. Okay. Because I look at it, right? Hold on. Said I think what people are saying, when the Ravens have to throw the ball, they have a guy that automatically gets uh, eight to ten targets. You target eight okay. out of ten times, maybe? Is that what you mean? Huh? Automatically target eight out of ten times, maybe? Is that what you mean? Right. Okay. okay. So, all right, so that's that's perfect. So, again, I don't understand why that applies to the Ravens and why people are steady like forgetting we have that guy that he's talking about the problem is everybody in the league know we have that guy he's talking about the number one option in the in the <laughs> once the ball is snapped in the passing game is Mark Andrews right. that's the number one that's gonna get targeted eight out of ten times automatically that's the one who will win his one-on-one matchups. That's the one who gets bracketed. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And defenses, like, hold up. All right. We know him. And we know that he got the little guy in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So, I'm like, to think that's going to change don't make sense to me. That's not going to change. What Sammy would do in this situation is when those it, it like because of his size, route running, speed, hands, ability to create after the catch, he forces defenses now to play the coverages a little more honest. And then he got, like I said, he got reliable hands. The only thing is, can the boy stay on the field? Mm. That's that's the only thing. It's like... Well, here's the caveat like, to that. What I need from my quarterback, and I know he can do it, is to comfortably go through progressions. Yeah. I know he can do it. I need him to do a couple. A lot of of, uh, quarterbacks, you know, don't go through progressions or don't make always make the right read. You can sit there and watch film on the great Patrick Mahomes. 
then you'll see there's plenty of times where, oh, he should have made this read. Yeah. He should have did that. I mean, not even watching film. Just watching the actual game of him. Yeah. I see it a couple of like, times. Like, oh, you like, you trust your arm a little bit too much for a dead pack. <laughs> right. So it's like, we like you said, we know Lamar can do it. It's just a matter of it. So I just needed to be second nature to him. I needed to be real comfortable to him. Where yeah. he's not just sitting there and... Like, because his option, and I hate when people say this because it, it lets me know that they're not watching Lamar Jackson. Yo, he only makes one read and he runs and takes off. <laughs> what the fuck are y'all watching? Because Lamar Jackson, I'm screaming at Lamar Jackson so many different times. Go! Run! His progression is to watch it you guys want to come open. That's what his mind is. <laughs> the, fan, the fans making one read and want him to run. Because <laughs> he never, like I said, I don't get it. Yo, he never been that guy. He never right. been the one read and running guy. Right. Ever. <laughs> Ever. Like, that makes me, that pisses me off. Like, Lamar sticks with his guys a little bit too much, but he got that, he got that extra gear that nobody else can reach. He, he, you know, he a quarterback. Like, I said, comfortably read, go through your progression. Oh, there ain't nobody there. I didn't comfortably did it. Now it's time for me to take off. That's what I mean by comfortably right. go through your progressions. Right, right, right. Because then it's not right, you right. running. It's you looking at everything, watching the field open up. Oh, I got this lane. Right. I'm gone. <laughs> right. Like I said, um, like, I, like I mentioned last week, we're we're judging our most our most recent look on this offense. We're judging it off of a unique situation, you know, not being able to practice how you would normally practice, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Being able to be with the guys how you normally would be with the guys. Like, people people hate Willie Sneed now, mm-hmm. but... When the, when, the kid, when the kid said after <laughs> his rookie year... I'm going to get with the guys and throw with my guys over the offseason. He came back and led the league in touchdown passes. Like. And that's that work ethic that I. Like, like yo, know, it was. And it, and it wasn't it wasn't like Mark Andrews had 19 touchdowns and Hollywood had the other. Uh, the other 17 or 16. No. Nah. Hollywood had eight. Mark had eight. Um, Boyle had like three. <laughs> Pat had right. a couple. Willie had like four or five. <laughs> like, like, Seth Roberts had a couple. Right. Like Seth had a like that's, Hayden Hurst had a couple. Right. And that's that's the point. That's the point. That's the point. It's like even even you look at the route concepts, the passing game in nineteen and twenty, it looks totally different. Totally different. Like it's it's wild. So it's it's going to be like, man, what a difference in off season league. Like a true off season league. I could be wrong. I'll go to my grave saying this. If my only concern with the Ravens passing game was Lamar Jackson, then I have no concern at all. Like, (laughs) but I'll ask you this: with the Ravens, um, consistently. Carrying five receivers on their fifty-three, mm-hmm. or even like on that on, on that game day roster, they usually have like five on that forty-six man roster. Mm-hmm. 
Easy go with five receivers. Who are the locks right now? Sammy Marquis. You have you have Sammy, Keese, Duvernay, Prochet, and Duvernay, Boykins, Jalen Moore, Deion Kane, Ben Victor. Those are eight right now. Mm-hmm. So, who are the locks so far? The three game day locks are Watkins, um, obviously. Who, uh, forget game day. Who are the locks to make the team so far? Because they're well, they going to keep at least, to me, they're keeping it at five. They go If they keep more than five receivers, like, on the active 53, then that means they're going to be changing their, they're tweaking their, how they attack teams. If they I'm keep. saying right now, Sammy, Marquise, um, DuVernay, and Boykin is a borderline lock. Now, when we draft somebody... Hold on, hold on. You said Sammy, Marquise, DuVernay, and who was the borderline? Uh, Miles Boykin. Okay. I think he's borderline lock. I think he's pretty much solidified his spot. But if they okay. draft someone early, then then he's not he's not legitified. Then he's not a lock. I think him... Okay. I think four and five will be a battle if they draft somebody. Okay. That was my next question. Do you do you think they'll draft someone within the first hundred picks? How many do they got of that? Is that three? Three. Well, my bad. I think the third, our first third round pick is like one hundred four. So within our first three picks, how it's currently formatted: first mm-hmm. round, second round, third round. Do you think they'll draft a wide receiver? I think so, but I think it'll be that third round pick. Because I think both lines are going to be the priority one and two. Not necessarily line, but pass rusher, outside linebacker. Because you pretty much lost two outside linebackers and you just kept Bowser so far. So you're going to try to bring in somebody else that can play on the opposite side and someone that can actually be a primary rusher because Bowser... If he wasn't leading the team in interceptions, he was second on the team in interceptions. So he's doing very well in pass coverage anyway. So you want one guy that's going to be a constant rusher. Gotcha. I would think. And so I think that would be our first round pick. And second round would be another interior lineman. Or an outside I'm sorry, uh, a tackle, offensive tackle, is the second. Okay. I got you. I got you. Um, the, you know what's funny? As soon as I, I finished asking you the question, a thought came to mind, and I actually think the Ravens going to keep six. And the reason why is because now – you don't have to keep four running backs. Yeah. Because, you know, Mark Ingram is out. All right. So now you could just roll with J.K. Um, J.K. Gus and um, Justice. And, and J- and, yeah, Justice Hill. Mm. Like this running, it's not a deep running back class at all. So 
it's highly unlikely that they'll draft a running back. Yeah. I mean, I like the North Carolina yeah. kid, but say it again. So I like the North Carolina kid coming yeah, out. Come on, Al. He might be the first or second off the second off the board. <laughs> Talk about North Carolina kid. Like what? <laughs> oh, we would be the Washington Wizards if we draft a running back. At first, yeah, that's early. Like that's overkill. <laughs> like what we doing, man? Like stop. Stop it. No. That's definitely no. drafting backwards. <laughs> right. Like, no. Get out of here. Say it got um, Sammy, Keith, DuVernay, Boykin, draft pick, or Prochet. The running backs do stay healthy, too. With three guys, man. I think, they're gonna I think all three. I want, I want us to use all three of them this year. Well, they used all three last year. They didn't use justice the way they could have used justice. Well, they used justice the way they could. Well, well, but once again, once again, we didn't use them the way we want, could use them on offense. But special teams wise, he filled the Chris Moore role beautifully because Chris Moore was hurt like majority yeah. of the year. Yeah, Chris Moore. You know what I mean? So. Like he 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 st- he took that role and ran with it. So they, you know. But I get what you're saying. They could they could use them more, and just out of respect for Mark, you know, they were still using him a little longer than what you know we felt as fans. Like, hold up, Mark ain't got it. We we should start phasing out. Mm-hmm. They did that what week six? I want to say start phasing them out week six, week seven, somewhere around there. Yeah, yeah. So, but if you go into the season with just three backs. One is letting you know, all right, we might actually tweak the passing game a little differently because you got six receivers, you know, more tight ends, less running backs. You primarily gonna use JK and Gus anyway. They gonna stay fresh. And then if, he, if one of them need a spell, you got just it's a little more a little, a little better. But um I'm with you though. As much as I would love to say they're going to draft a receiver early, that's not going to happen. To me, it's it's just how it was in 17. Whatever year when we got Willie Sneed. Whatever year that was, it was like two weeks before the draft, and we signed Willie Sneed, I said, there goes our chances of getting the first round wide receiver. And I was right. Yeah, I think Sammy makes sure we the signing of Sammy to them legitifies us not needing a first round receiver. Exactly. Because you don't have to throw him into the fire early. Right. You you trust in what your staff can do and keep you healthy and you trust in the talent and what you the film and what you seen with Sammy. So it's like we can address the other needs, like the need. <laughs> the need to get into the passer. We can address that. Um we can address. I don't like going into the draft with with pressing needs like that, though. Right. But right. So you can, like, you can't first round receiver and first round pass rusher. I, I can take. I can agree with that. Say it one more time. You broke up. I said I like that we took care of the need of getting a first round receiver to get a first round pass rusher. So okay, our yeah, focus yeah, would be pass rusher you. first round. Or, if 
just the guys who we're thinking of or who we watch or who we like. We're, we're covered on the IM search. If those guys are gone, all right, see y'all Friday. We ain't, we ain't, we ain't nah, no, no, Al. No, it's still an offensive lineman out there, though. Well, they might be gone. Shit. They, they still going to be like, man, see y'all Friday. They all can't go, Al. They I'll see y'all. See y'all pick 39. <laughs> they, all, they all can't bop out. But, yeah, so. Ravens and Russell pick, pick first pick and pick 40. Said... I agree. Pass rusher and O line are the priorities. Sammy helped make that decision easier. Facts. It's dope because all of us, like, I think even Sam mentioned it. He's one of the fans who <laughs> who think, you know, you can tell Sam's a thinker and, like, analyzes the game differently than, you know, the typical fan, similar to how we do. Um, but. He was on the train of if anybody we bring back, it would have to be Ty's box. Uh-huh. Correct me if I'm wrong, Seb. I, I thought he might he, he was with us with that. So bringing Bowser back and put him in a more of a feature role, I think is great. It's absolutely great because he's he's quicker, he's better in coverage. Than, than what Judon was doing. I ain't gonna say he's better at setting the edge, but he's he's really good at that too. Um, and it, it's it's just like he just need more opportunities to get to the passing. Right. You know, and then like it's I know it's underrated and we don't mention it much, but bringing McPhee back was huge, man. Yeah. That was a huge move. So. McPhee is just a, a constant guy. Yeah. He's not going to give you, know, you a bunch of numbers. He's just constant. He, he does his job. Right. And then, you know, they're still hoping. Another thing about, about getting a, um, allowing the, the two vets to walk, Jalen Ferguson can, this is like his, like, bro, this is it for you. Right. Like, you got to prove it. We're going to bring in, I bring in the pass rusher. We bring in a young pass rusher, but you go ahead to prove something is why you're not going to be a summertime cut. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, or you're going to flame out of the league after your first contract. Right. You got to prove something. So I keep forgetting about you. A lot of people do. But he's still a young kid, so it's just like, you know, let's see if it clicks. People be just random. Okay, no mind. You ever get a random message from somebody like you ain't seen in a minute? Uh-huh. Hear from in a minute? Ain't nobody. You too friendly. <laughs> I ain't that friendly. Way more friendly than me. True. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, I guess. No, I, I think talking. I smile more. That's what it is. I'm talking nobody. I think I smile more. Like you remember, uh, no, I don't remember nobody showing. I don't know nobody. <laughs> if they ain't on the show, nope, I remember when we went to school together. Nope, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, 
Alright. I swear I'm a fucking hermit over here, yo, by myself and that dog is hermit life. <laughs> oh man. Let's see, what's some other news is going before we no, I can Um Hold on, Sand X, what's going on with the D Lyman? I ain't hear nothing else for about uh, Project Washington. Yeah. That, I don't know. I don't know. That don't make sense to me, though. I don't understand why, why would an NFL player be vandalizing cars? <laughs> That's something kids do. Not, and I ain't saying kids like a 21-year-old man. Like, I'm talking like 12, <laughs> 13. Like, this man 300-plus pounds. What you mean he vandalizing cars? <laughs> like, like was he drunk and got into a fight or something and, like, was, like, leaning all on the car or something? Like, what? Like, like he is a big man. Right. I don't know. I don't know. They ain't, I ain't hear nothing else on that situation. But I just thought it was... Yeah. It was weird. They spoke in the garage about this matter and will continue to monitor the situation. And that's all right. I got like two weeks ago. So, Right. That's all we heard. But I was asking about the tournament. So right now we got Oregon State, Planet, and Houston. We had the Elite Eight. Yo, Pack 10 basketball is on to something this year. Yo, boy, you, you, it's something about you in these conferences, man. You just love. How many teams are in the Pac-10 in, in, um, in the tournament right now, though? But it's like every year, though. Like, it ain't, Is it? Like, yeah, it's different between basketball and football, I guess. Like, basketball is literally talent everywhere. Every conference, you got, you got some animals. Right, I understand that, but yo, you got how many teams in the top eight on an elite eight? Like six All of right, them? So Oregon State is Pac ten. Oregon, USC, UCLA. USC and UCLA. Gonzaga is what? That's the um, Mac. Mountain? They hmm. Mac. Okay. I think they Mac. Okay. I think it's Gonzaga's from the Mac. Okay. No, um WCC. That's the conference? <laughs> Say it again. So that's a conference? Yeah, it's them, BYU, Loyola, oh, Raymond. Okay. Yeah. West Coast Conference, got you. Right. Pepperdine, that. that yeah. I wasn't. They don't play football like that, so. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right, so you sleep. Right. <laughs> so I got All Zach right. Wilson coming out. Jack Wilson? Martin? Wilson? Wilson. Yeah, that's his name, Zach Wilson, uh, quarterback. I don't know why I got Zach Martin popped in my head. Like, what the fuck is that Martin? This dude. <laughs> this dude. But no, nah, man, these, these games been great. Right now, Houston is up 21-10 to Oregon State. I can't even call them upsets. Like, the last, like, if Oregon State beats Houston – that's an upset because it's 12 and 2. Mm. But the rest of the way, like, even though UCLA is ranked 11, 
they got a chance to shock Michigan, who's the number one seed. I'm not picking them, but they got a shot. Am I cheering for Michigan? Huh? I'm going to be cheering for Michigan for name recognition. So, you, do you know who the teams is left? Let me just tell you. So, tonight... You I know Michigan. Michigan. I know Gonzaga. I know... All right, so, tonight, the, the, the follow-up game tonight is Arkansas and Baylor. Okay. So, that's the three seed versus the one seed. I think Baylor women is going to go against UConn, however that match up. Okay. And then tomorrow night, you got Gonzaga versus USC and Michigan versus UCLA. And this is the, this is the Elite Eight now, right? This is the Elite Eight right now. Okay. Yeah. Like, my thing, hold up. Exactly, said wide eyes and enjoying every single game. Exactly. It's been a show. In the show, like every night, man, we've been been blessed to see these games. Uh, but Gonzaga to me would have been walking through the tournament. But this matchup with USC, it's a little different. Uh, it's a little different, man. They got USC got a, a top five player potentially, and uh, Evan Mobley. A lot uh, of people, a lot of pundits see. Um, Chris Bosch as a pro comparison. Okay. Um, check him out. Like he could play. Then he got his brother on the team too. Um, Ian Mobley, who's pretty good guy. Like that's gonna be a fun game to watch. Super fun. Is that game. Evan and Ian Mobley? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think his name is Ian. Yeah, yeah. I'm like ninety nine percent sure Ian Mobley. Like right. boys over in yeah, you know I'm a Michigan fan, so I'm, I'm rocking with them. But I ain't been a Michigan fan ever in life. But hey, man, the Fab Five is what got me started. Shout out to I, to one. I've been hooked since. Mm-hmm. I went from Fab Five to Macy O'Bastin and Robert Trailer. To Jamal Crawford. After Jamal, who we had? We had um I don't wanna skip nobody. Who was it after Jamal? It was I'm trying to think who was between Jamal and Trey Burke. Oh, um, the homie. Carson well Carson Burke was after Trey. Well they was like around the same time. Burke, Trey. It was a white boy that was a shooter. I can't think of his name right now. But anyway. Yeah, I, <laughs> Anton Jameson, Vince Carter, Samara Williams. Man, stop, stop. You, you being that's traditional. Like, don't get it twisted. I love Duke. I love Duke too. But you know, Anton like Jameson, Michigan. Vince Carter, Samara Williams. Oh, that's what started it for you. That was my squad. Man, I first Ooh. started picking a team for myself until Randolph Children's ended that goddamn dream. <laughs> hey, man. So you, so you went rocking with Stackhouse. Stack was slightly before that, right? Yeah. yeah. When you, you mentioned Randolph's children, Stackhouse was on that was in that era. I thought Randolph Children entered that, that other North Carolina team, the Vince Carter team. Well that was after. Oh no 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 I keep forgetting. You're right, you're right, you're right. He was that Stackhouse was before. Stackhouse was like ninety 
Montrose. Oh, Stackhouse was there with Montrose. 92 to 95, somewhere around there. Yeah. Yeah. Stackhouse yeah, was Stackhouse there with Montrose. Eric Montrose was there, the white boy. Right. What's that? Stack and she. And she, yeah. Stack and she. Yeah. Yeah. That was fun to watch, too. Yeah, that was fun. Dang, that was that was nice. But no, nah. you don't get players to stay around three, four years like they used to. No, nah, no, nah, we nah. That's one and done. Right. That's whatever we in. <laughs> but the beautiful thing is we get to see good basketball. Who y'all like, man? I've been I jumped. In, I wasn't gonna jump into a pool this year, but the guy at work was like, man, we doing a random. That's a random draw. Whatever team you get, you know, that's who you got to rock with. And we did it last week for the um, Sweet 16 and beyond. So I felt a little more comfortable with that. So I just threw a little couple dollars in and jump in there. And just so happily, I got Baylor. I was like, who, I got a one seat? And a, a team I, like, I'm familiar with, I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's pretty good. I just got to see if Gonzaga get knocked off. Then I might feel real good about my chances. I feel like everybody's is Gonzaga versus the field. That's why I kind of said I would, I would take uh, Michigan. It looked like Gonzaga, like, just from a size and style of play standpoint, you would think the favorite would be Gonzaga versus Michigan in the uh, final. Because uh-huh. they got the size and... Um, I want to say the talent. They got talent, but they play the right way. And um, as long as like you can knock down an open shot and play sound defense and take care of the ball, you got a chance to win. And then just what sends Gonzaga a little over the top is the point guard can play within the system, Jalen Suggs. Uh-huh. But then also, you can go rogue and be a nightmare. Uh-huh. So it's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to see how that play out. But and, oh man, the coaching in in Houston they just play the right way. Houston plays the right way and. Oh, I'm dreading it. I'm dreading it just for my my own money's sake. The whole <laughs> who gonna play? Um, what's the name? Baylor. I think Baylor gonna get Arkansas. Right? It's gonna be close, but they're gonna get them. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. It's gonna be wild. But Baylor and Houston, like, ah, I don't want to see that. It's going to be too tough for me. <laughs> All right. That's five seven jam. All right. Well, don't, don't, come on, Al. You ain't that old. That's what I hear when I hear Houston. Don't, come on. Don't do that, man. Slide in the larger one. They had players <laughs> after that. That's all I had when I used to. <laughs> all right, let's see. What else we had? What else happened this, over the weekend? Um, I don't know. I, 
training on Friday, so I, I was drained. I woke, I went to bed at six o'clock on Friday and went got to ten o'clock Saturday morning. <laughs> oh, all right. So look, we, we we're not we, like I said, we're doing the I am series next Monday. So y'all definitely tune in for that. But let's give them a, a slight preview, Al. Okay. This is a little, little slight preview. Oh man, she got a bone. <laughs> That's what's up. What happened? All right. I didn't hear that right. I ain't gonna have a conversation. All right. All right. All right. Do you know who your your guy is in the I am series? For next week. I said we're doing point guard. I'm, I see point guard. I'm sorry. Point guard. We're doing wide receivers receiver and pass rushers mm-hmm. next week for the IM series. Mm-hmm. Right? So do you do you know who your receiver is? Kadarius Tony. Wide receiver, okay. University okay. of Florida. Okay. It's really not. I just don't want nobody to take him. So or I want nobody <laughs> to try to take him. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, so it's really not just want nobody to take Kadarius Tony. All right, so so do it this way, so that way nobody can can take him. Tell us about Kadarius Tony. Kadarius Tony, and playmaker. Where, where ex- would he fit? Where would he fit best? Kadarius or- Tony is a playmaker extraordinaire. I doubt if he falls this far. You're talking about where would he fit best as far as team, correct? Sure. I doubt well, if he I'm falls saying, actually, this far. I take that back. I take that back. I take that back because. He's the type of talent where you could put him anywhere. But um where do you see him going in the draft? Like like projected. You say like you know, first round, second round, late first. Late first, in the twenties, high twenties. I would really like for him to go to Green Bay, but I doubt if he falls that far. Hmm. But if these wide receivers start falling and he get a chance to go to Green Bay, I think that'll really help him out on the opposite side of Devontae Adams to open up that field and to run with that offense. But, I mean, he's a playmaker. You can put him back a punt returner, kick returner. Um, a little smaller than most receivers or the traditional receivers, but he has a low center of gravity. Yeah, Meaning like five ten, I mean. Like five nine. Five ten on the, oh. on the tall day. Five ten on the tall day. He about my height. <laughs> gotcha. Um But like I say he has a low center of gravity. So you try to tackle him high and his low center of gravity is just going shrug to the bottom. You just run through your arm tackles. For how See, Al, how slight he is. L being nice about it. I'm a, I'm gonna tell y'all like this. <laughs> The man ain't got no knees. <laughs> what? Ain't no knee cartilage there. Like, when it comes to making people look silly, he he got like him and Barry Sanders ain't had no knees. He in that mode. <laughs> when he when he cut, it's cut. <laughs> like it, the way his. It don't make sense. Like, when you see him play, you're like, yeah, he ain't got no knee college at all. <laughs> ain't nothing there. He Gumby. 
Like his legs, he's Gumby. There's no way around it, yo. <laughs> Ain't no way you stop on a dime on the wrong leg, stop your momentum like on the wrong foot, and then explode off. Like it's uh, weird. Yeah, his stopping explosion is ridiculous. It's weird. He's real. He's really <laughs> shifty. Really shifty. Somebody, I think somebody had a lazy comparison. Kind of fair, but they said he was like um, Percy Harvin. I was just thinking that too. I was like, don't say Percy. Yeah. Yeah, they say he was Percy. It might have been just the number one. They both were one at Florida. Well, that's the number one playmaker is going to get number one at Florida. Or yeah, offensive so defense. That's a, that's our best corner is. and our best receiver gets number one. There, so. But. Oh. That's what it was. The trade. The big trade. San Fran jumps to three. Uh-oh. It's being reported they're not shopping Garoppolo. That makes sense. They're not shopping Garoppolo. So. What's the play at three for San Francisco? See, here's the thing. Is the Jets two? So, my thought process is they are really high on Panay. So, and they have an equal grade on Zach Wilson and... Well, that grades on Zach Wilson, Justin Fields. Justin Fields, and maybe Trey Lance or another guy you want to throw in there. Mm-hmm. Isn't that different? So if you get Panay right there, uh, I still got my I still got my quarterback. Or if Jets take a quarterback there, oh, or give me Panay, and I got my tackle for the future because Trent Williams getting long in the teeth. But you signed Trent to what? A five-year, six-year, six-year deal. Right. Well, he's not gonna play all of that. You still need your tackle for the future. You still need another tackle. Right I think they gave up. It, no, 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 no. All right. If that's the thought process, I think they gave up on McGlitchy. I think that's the problem. Well, not the problem, but I think that's what that is. I think that's what that says. They gave up on McGlitchy. Okay, but not necessarily. But, but, but um, they gave up far as to make the trade happen. Well, it's they a competitive division. Trade. You gave a first round, second round picks from the future, right? To, to trade up and get a tackle. Don't nobody have a first round pick next year. Nobody in that division has a first round pick. Huh? The only person in that division has a first round pick is Arizona, and they probably gonna get that away. No one in that division has a first round pick, so they're not losing much. <laughs> but but the point is, like, why would you keep falling in that same trap? Like, just because somebody else jumped on the bridge. I mean, I ain't got jump on the bridge. But you got to be competitive, though, in that division. Yeah, but my thing is... Everybody in that division is aggressive. Okay, all right. So, if you're being aggressive in trading, I think it was a future first and second or something like that. And, of course, course this year is like 12th pick to move up to three. You're doing all of this just to draft a left tackle. That's going to play four years on the right side. After you pay a hundred plus million dollars to arguably the best left tech in football to a six year deal. That's backwards to me. Like, or they just, like I said, they can be looking at the quarterbacks and Jimmy Garoppolo will be your week one starter. Don't mean he's going to be your week 17 starter. Correct. And Jimmy Garoppolo, 
and Shanahan, to me, I feel like their relationship is strained. With that that missed pass to Emmanuel Sanders in the Super Bowl that could have got him his ring. I tried to stick by you. I tried to, you know, make you the hero, the scapegoat of the, the, the whole thing. You made me look bad again. <laughs> and the following year, you were hurt. And every year you hurt, we picking in the top five. <laughs> and don't, don't bowl well for Kyle. Right. So it could be one of the quarterbacks they moved up for to get that pick of quarterback. Did you see that um, the rumor that Philly moved back up to the sixth spot? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sorry, they moved from six to twelve because they think the Bengals is going to take Chase, and that's the guy that he was targeting at the sixth pick. Chase who? Jamar Chase. The wide receiver. Yeah, the wide receiver. No. You, you didn't see that rumor? I didn't see that rumor. I, no, I did I see that. Know. I seen that. I seen yeah. that. I was going to agree with it. If Cincinnati does that, I lost hope for Cincinnati. I swear, if they do that, I'm just, I get, I give up. Because I, I got, I'm thinking like, all right, they, they coming. They, they, they on their way. They're going to be, they gonna force Pittsburgh to the cellar. And Pittsburgh gonna force themselves making stupid moves. <laughs> but you got Boyd. Spend the first round on well, early second round on T Higgins. Mm-hmm. So that's technically first round. Your thirty third pick was T Higgins. All right. Right. Just to come the next year and spend the top five pick. On another receiver, I pray they don't do this. Um, I, I, I mean, I don't really care what you do. I pray they don't. But do for this. the the sake and sanctity of your quarterback, I will pray y'all don't do that. Please don't do that. Like I get it; it looks good on paper, but if you ain't got a quarterback on his. On his feet to deliver him the ball. <laughs> right. He can't throw from his butt. Like, where's he going? <laughs> I just, that I pray it's happen. I pray it's um, Philly's way of saying, of trying to save their trade. Like, make sense of their trade. Because, like, all the pressure was on Philly to get it right at that pick. Mm-hmm. Because they ain't got no playmates. Don't they, don't they just draft a wide receiver? Who had? Who? Philly just drafted a wide receiver. I got hurt, right? They ain't got no playmates, Al. They got Jalen Reagan. 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 Young player. Yeah. Who was who ain't really played all year. He barely played most of the year. Right. But they got him. But you see, the Earth is leaving. So Goddard is there, but outside of that, Dude, ain't no way. Who was it? Who was the receivers last year? You had Greg Ward Jr., former quarterback. All right, looked pretty decent receiver. They were six. 
Right. Now you're at 12. There's no way in hell. I'm moving from six. And I need picks there. But you get what I'm saying? Like, it, it, I think I think they put the rumor out just to save face. Like, yeah, right. we got win and they going to take out guys, so we might as well trade back. Then let them take your guy and then trade back. Don't do it right now. Because I they, promise you. They do got J.J. Osega Whiteside, who... I promise you, to, with everything... I promise you, with everything, at six, if Chase is gone, Kyle Pitts is still there. Exactly. He's not there at 12. No, not, not necessarily. He might be go five. He, he can go in at five. He, he might can go within the top five. But either way, either way, one of them would be there. Right. That's the point. One of them would be there. You would have your pick at right. six. At 12, none of them going to be there. <laughs> Hold on, I got to look at this. Hold on, let me see this list before I agree with that. Let's see, let's see. four quarterbacks in the top 10. All right, so. Patrick right. Sartan. Urban Meyer pretty much told us one is, is solidified unless the owner say something stupid. Right. So, two, we thinking that's a quarterback. Two could be quarterback or Panay. Alright. Same thing with three. They they traded up that high. It gotta be a quarterback. Right. Or Panay. <laughs> right. Four. Four is Atlanta. I I can see Trey Lance. No, I don't think off the blank is gonna make the mistake of passing on a quarterback this year. Right. With you know, just seeing how things ain't right working with Julio and uh Matt. Right. So um, I think four is is definitely a quarterback. Right. I can see trade that. Five, five is Cincinnati. They have quarterback. They could go tackle, but at the same time, this is a deep class at the O line. Mm-hmm. And to me personally, I ain't watched Panay Sewell that much because it's like, all right, they consider the top guy, but I would imagine it's not a big drop off between Penesul and Rashawn Slater and Alex Leatherwood and Tevin Jenkins. And you mm-hmm. get what I'm saying? Like, right. I think they need a, an interior TV. offensive lineman. Huh? I think they need an interior offensive lineman. Right. So I wouldn't pick that right there. So they'll have that choice of weapon right there. And I would give right. my interior offensive lineman second round. Okay. Or oh, he I mean, trade up with my second round pick. Really, Jonah ain't been healthy yet. He was your first round pick, I want to say, two years ago. Like, he ain't been healthy, and then you bring in Riley. I think they, I think they the team that brought in Riley Reef, right? I don't know where he went. No, you talking about it? I think it's Cincinnati. I know Cincinnati brought in an old, uh, older tackle. Mm-hmm. So you know, to play on that line. So. And then they still got they got Billy Price at center, and they got like a Michael Jackson at guard. I'm sorry, Michael Jackson, Michael Jordan, one of the two. One Michael of them Jordan, that's it. Michael Jordan, my bad, Michael Jordan. <laughs> um, but yeah, they 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 still need some O line help. Mm-hmm. So to me, five would make sense for Kyle Pitts. 
if it's not alignment, if they pass on Sewell, I think they they'll pass on them for uh, Pitts. Okay. And that will leave Chase available at six to the Eagles. Right, Chase will be available there. <laughs> Don, Devontae Smith will be there. They trade out. Waddle will be there. Like, so you got a bunch of options right there. That's yeah, six. right. So they <laughs> trade out. But but looking at the next couple picks, it's like the Dolphins don't need a receiver because you got, you know. Clark I think one of the Alabama boys will go there. You just signed, you just signed Fuller. Mm-hmm. But it wouldn't hurt to add another one. I think one of the Alabama boys will go there just to help, you know, tour with his progression. He already know how these boys play. Exactly. And then at number seven, they definitely go on receiver because they ain't got none. Who's that? Ty- Tyrell Williams coming off a knee injury. That, that was a big signing. No. Raiders? The Lions. Lions, okay. That's a receiver. Eight might be a defensive player to the Panthers or, you know, or O-Lyman. Hey, I see O-Lyman. Right. 10, 11, 12. I don't know. I don't know, baby. Pat. I don't know how we, how we going to miss, how we might miss out. Or he might get lucky and, you know, one of them might fall on his lap. You know, fairly, could be in top 10, could be in play. Even with the back injury? Yeah, you just seen what they just, they released the 48 video, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but you knew that. Somebody going. Somebody going. 6'2 running a uh, sub 4'3. Yeah, somebody going. Uh, uh, shut down co- corner. Yeah, somebody going to reach out wherever you go. Pat Sertan is going to be available. Uh, JC Horn is probably top 15. Stop, stop now. I see what you're trying to do low key. It ain't going to work out. Stop. What am I doing? I see what you're doing. You're putting all of these corners up there. So I'm moving past Russell down? <laughs> <laughs> stop it, yo. Stop it! It ain't gonna work, man. It ain't gonna work. I'm giving up. I I I told John like, nah, never mind. I ain't gonna bring that up. Nope, I ain't gonna bring it up. I just hope it, you know, hope it don't go the way I think it's gonna go. But we'll see. But yeah, next week, I am series pass rushes and. Wide receiver. Mm-hmm. So next week's show will be heavy on the NFL draft talk. Um, we'll be do from pretty much the whole month of April. We'll do the IM series, and it'll be really a big draft preview each and every week. Each and every Monday, we'll go from different positions and talking about who will be good fits for. When is my draft? My draft is last show of April. Huh? Said mock draft is last show of April. Ooh, we might be able to do that. Do a, do an IM series and a mock draft. I don't see why not. Cause I'll be watching the other uh, people do their mock drafts, and then I ain't trying to brag or nothing, but they they ain't thorough. They go to like pick fourteen and be like, "See, this is how it's gonna go." Yeah, yeah. I think it's like yeah. 16 more picks. What y'all doing? Right. <laughs> right. Yep. But appreciate y'all rocking with us. Enjoy the games tonight. Um, quick score update. 3-4-17 at the half. Ooh. Houston. 
Appreciate y'all rocking with us. Continue to follow us in the group, the Facebook group. Hashtag sideline talk. Shout out to everybody that was recently added. Appreciate y'all two cents in the group. Appreciate the memes y'all bringing, all the laughs, likes, all that. This is rookie of the year candidate in the group. I forgot your name. That's fast. Say it again. Says a rookie of the year candidate. Stan Tony Coles in the group. <laughs> Tony Coles. Yeah. Tony Coles, Tony Coles. Tony Coles. He been posting like that? He been commenting like that. He only got in March 27th and he want like everybody post. So, homie active. I appreciate it. Definitely appreciate it. Oh. When is, real quick, when is this battle? This uh, Cassidy and Hollow battle? Mm, April 4th. Saturday, I believe. Say it again? April 3rd, Saturday. Okay. Alright, cool. Cool. I, I watched that sit down, right? Uh. And, yo. Just looking at Cassidy, I'm like, he's stuck in this time. He's stuck in a whole different era. He's he crazy, though. Whole... Huh? That's crazy to me. What? My mind don't process that error to move on. You said move on? Yeah. Like, my mind don't process that Cassidy was not really of this era of battle rap. <laughs> well, obviously not. I'm talking about, like, just from his whole fit. Mm. His whole fit, his mindset, he was stuck in a whole other era. Talking about, man, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm the headliner. No! You're not. <laughs> In this era of battle rap? Hell. No, he ain't no headliner. Like, what? You No, buddy. No. Like, if you'd have mentioned, like, it, it, as great as he was in that in that era, uh, battle rap arena, uh. he not, he's not a headliner anymore. Uh-uh. Guys like Murder Move, all right, we still... We'll still, like, he'll still sell. Loaded Lux. Definitely tuning in. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are, like, true guys that still ring out. Cassidy is like, alright. <laughs> but I thought the whole interview was funny because it was like, Cassidy just kept flipping the subject. Alright. Yo purposely did that, though. <laughs> what is going on? Like, ain't y'all, y'all got down there 40. Ain't both of y'all might be 40. What y'all doing, man? <laughs> Damn. Like, come on. That man not that old, yo, is he? I, I think, no, I don't think Hollow that old. Cassidy might be, though. Yeah, Cassidy older than him. I feel like Hollow, like, might be our age. But, oh, damn, I take that back. Cassidy, three Cassidy years older than us. And Holla is 33. Yeah, Holla younger. Holla three years younger than us. Mm. Well, we smack dab in the middle. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious to me, though. I'm actually, I, I don't know if I'm going to tune in. I'll just wait until it's on YouTube. Yeah, I wait until YouTube pop up. But... You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not even a battle rap fan because I'm not a fan of punchlines like that. 
but just seeing it and I thought when Cassidy came out, Cassidy had one of the greatest vocabularies and, and flips when he was rapping. And it was mm-hmm. just it was refreshing to hear. And I like I said, it don't process in my mind that that was twenty years ago when I first started hearing Cassidy. Winning. <laughs> Winning. Hmm? 20 years ago. Yeah, that was 20 years ago when I first heard Cassidy. Exactly. And talking to my nieces, 20 years ago was, was old school hip hop. It is. <laughs> like Nelly and Jaru was old school hip hop now. Like, that shit don't process in my mind. Yeah, Hard Knock Life. Because it was like. Two years ago? They were like old school. Ago. It was like they listened to old school. And I'm like, show me y'all listen to old school. Like. Snake Red, Big Daddy Kane. She's like, no, yeah, like Nelly, Ja Rule. I think that ain't old school. I'm high school. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah, that's that's old school. That's, <laughs> that's old school. If that's old school, that put um, Sugar Hill Gang was like the Big Bang era. Right. Like, right. Rolling 20s. <laughs> that's the Rolling 20s music. <laughs> But like I said, my mind no process. Like errors move on that that fast though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so I crazy. talked to somebody that much younger than me and it's like, yeah, we kinda we been we went up there. <laughs> right. Thank God for just, for life. But just watching it recently, like I don't if I had to put uh uh but back in the one of them, I might holler might kill this guy. I think, I think holler might just get him. I mean, listen to Cassidy's last recent battles. They ain't been impressive. Mm-hmm. I think holler might just 3-0. <laughs> <laughs> just when you think about everything that goes into it. Now, with the theatrics, you know, all the surprises, all the funny stuff. And That's all the that. funny part to me. Is that Along the with the punchline, Holla, I think Holla going to body him. Holla and his little brother show out. Yeah, it's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. Holla his remixes. <laughs> right. It's, you, know, you, you get what I'm saying? It, it might get ugly. I can wait for YouTube so I can see what it is. Yeah, I went to YouTube to YouTube it. But... <laughs> For sure. I just like I just recently started watching Hitman Holler because of the little wilding out clips that pop up on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of wanted to hear what Holler sounded like, what Charlie Clips sounded like, Conceited sounded like, like away from the wilding out, trying to be funny type stuff. Okay, because I first heard the clips in the battle scene, and I was like, huh? "Like, wait a minute, he gonna be a wilding out? I'm like, how he gonna stop?" That's my first thought. Like, how are you going to stop? Because he keep... The clips is right. Like, that was the perfect name because he keep going. Bang, 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 bang. It's like... Like, punchlines is easy for him. Mm-hmm. Like, he wake up with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But that was... This, this going to be interesting. What's the other dude? The funny, yo. A battle hitman. Oh, my gosh. Bill Collector. He need to be a while now. Alright, so now I gotta go search that. That nigga's hilarious. <laughs> <Thank you. laughs> Hitman Holler actually beat, well, I think Show Out was the one that actually punched Joe. Ooh. But. 
they had a little beef or whatever, a real life beef, and then they went to mm. another event and they they battled for real and just mm. lost everything afterwards. Mm. But Bill Collector is hilarious. I'm gonna mm. check it out. I'm gonna find it. Find it as soon as we get off here. <laughs> need to holler at uh, Hitman. Need to holler at um, Nick. Get your one. You're hilarious. Wow. All right, y'all. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. We'll be back at it again next week. And we'll take us out. Be blessed, be productive, be more. We love you. We out. You know when you order a new video game, or a golf club, or a blender, and then it arrives at your door, you get a little thrill. Imagine how much more thrilling it is when you order a new car. With Nissan at home, you can shop for the perfect ride and order it without ever having to go anywhere. Sure beats a golf club or a blender. Buy a new car entirely online with Nissan at home. Deliver direct from dealer to driveway. Thrill starts here. Services may vary at participating dealers subject to applicable lossy dealer for details.